Welcome, everybody. I'm Marikita Solis of WeDidIt.Health, and I'm excited about our beautiful live stream, our informative live stream today with Linda Middlesworth and Mary Matosian. At WeDidIt.Health, we believe that being vegan is the ultimate solution for human health, climate healing, and for conscious animal compassion. And we also know that being healthy is, I mean, it helps support world hunger when we're eating whole food, plant-based, a whole food, plant-based diet, we are helping this world hunger problem. So our vision at WeDidIt.Health is for a healthy, happy, vegan world. And to achieve this mission, our mission, and to achieve this vision, our mission is to implement interpersonal communication tools and strategies to inspire others to change their lifestyle. Our strategy is to nurture a community that will support vegan, plant-based ambassadors with training, education, well-being, and resource creation. Our strategy to grow the community is our strategy is to grow the community by partnering with other organizations who have a similar vision and whose work we can complement with our unique strategy. And today I'm excited to welcome Linda Middlesworth. And I'm happy to see you, Linda. Linda has been a vegan for 34 Mary, years. I, I changed the camera. Great. So She's, I guess I'm here now. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Well, welcome everybody. Thank you so much for coming today. I am so excited to talk to you because I'm so passionate about all of the We Did It Health campaign and everything they're trying to do. To me, they are helpful in really promoting our message forward because we've been I've been doing this for 34 years trying to get the message forward. But with the We Did It Health campaign, we're able to really skyrocket it. So this is why it's so important that we share these videos and let people get involved with the We Did It Health campaign. So with that, I would like to, to present how animal cruelty hurts all of us, including our human body. And it hurts the earth. And of course, it hurts um, the animals. And so I'm going to present a little bit more about animals than we usually talk about because it's my heart. I I cry every day for the animals because I feel the pain and I can't do anything about it right now, but I can do this. And this is what makes me feel better about everything is being able to talk about it and share it with you. Um, I've been vegan for 34 years. I'm 78 years old. I've never felt better in my life. I had cancer, heart disease, prediabetes. I was 50 pounds overweight. And I'm going to show you a few videos about that right now, if I can. Let's see. Hold on. Okay, there we are. Oops. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna... Okay. Um, this is just the beginning, but let me go to the next slide. This man, this wonderful man called... Uh, Donald Watson, he decided that there was too much animal cruelty going on. So he decided to take the word vegetarian and change it into the word vegan. He took the first two letters of vegetarian, the first three and the last two of vegetarian and stuck them together for the wonderful wor word called vegan. Don't be afraid of the word vegan. All it means is compassion and and the word vegan and people being vegan or having compassion went way back in 2000, over 2000 years ago. 
from Pythagoras and and the Buddha and the Hinduism and the Jainism followed. So it's not new, but he decided he didn't want eggs and dairy in our food anymore because of the cruelty involved. And here's me. Um, the, the one on the left is me 34 years ago. I was an aerobic instructor then. And then the, the other two pictures are from about six, seven months ago. And I'm still an aerobic instructor. And that's my gym where I teach. And I love it. And I'm the oldest instructor. I don't know, maybe 10 gyms. And, and I have so much energy because I changed my food 34 years ago. Sean McDougall is the guy that did it for me. My neighbor told me about him and I looked him up. I didn't even meet the man. I just found out that uh, by reading his then book that people's lives were completely changed when they went on a whole food plant diet. So, and these two books are ones I use today. The one on the right, Animal Liberation, is the one that woke me up to the animal cruelty. One week after I found out about the health, I found out about the animals from my neighbor. She asked, she asked me if I knew what happened to dairy cows. And I said, yeah, we get cheese. And she said, no, no, no. She told me. She just told me. I didn't see it. She just told me what happened to dairy cows. That's it. I became an animal rights activist on the spot. And the book on the left is The Starch Solution, the one I use for my clients to help them get healthy. And then I started the Sacramento Vegan Society. We have now 5,100 people. Um, and I do tabling and things like that. And then I started my own business, Vegan Mentor, where I actually individual coach people into getting healthy and compassionate. And this is one of my clients. She lost 80 pounds in a very short time. And then she ended up losing a total of 130 pounds. And this is Dr. Neil Bernard because I became a food for life instructor under him. So I could find another way to help people learn how to eat right to be healthy. And then also Dr. Bernard works on things like animal experimentation too. I dressed up as a bunny for him one time. Yeah at the Capitol building in Washington, DC. <laughs> He's a wonderful man. And then I started a dog food company to help get more animals out of the dog food because I found out dogs can thrive. So since 2005, we have dogs all over the world eating V-Dog and around the world is called V-Planet. And then I started the Sacramento Animal Rights Group. And we do rescue sometimes, we do vigils, I work with DXE and PETA too. And this is, you know, these are moms and babies. They're just like human moms and babies. They love their babies. Now, the next few slides, if you don't want to see any cruelty at all, I want you to shut your eyes and you can just listen to me. But um, anyway, it's, it's, they're kind of some reality pictures of how our food is raised. I'm not showing you hanging animals or anything like that. But if you can, if you want to watch, I'd love it because I'd like the pre-vegans especially to know what's going on. Um, this is for the fur and uh, this, sorry, this is for the animal experimentation industry. We do horrible things to animals, especially UC Davis where I live has one of the biggest facilities where they take the babies away from the mothers and they start experimenting on when they're very tiny. I think there's like four or 5,000 in the UC Davis facility alone. And then I do pig vigils where we go feed water to the pigs right before they go to slaughter. And, these, and every pig has a 
baby too. And the mamas are in these cages. They put them in these metal barred cages where they can't stand up and turn around. And it's, it's just cruel what we do. There's no reason to kill any of them. And then, of course, I go to pig vigils. This is a slaughterhouse near where I live. And we go quite regularly to give, give the piggies water. They come in big, massive trucks from all around the United States with no food or water and all kinds of weather. And then they get slaughtered. So, and then we do a legislative things. We try to pass the Animal Bill of Rights. And this is a, a fur industry and the skin industry is horrible. So we do, I do things with PETA for that because they die. These animals die to be a purse or your fur coat. They die. It's very cruel. Please don't wear any animal products. And these are animals that really scream and cry and they try not to, you can see that one on the right, the cow has a tear. We have to stop pushing animals through. We actually kill, um, let's see, I wrote it down, it's 8.5 billion animals in the United States every year. And there's only 300, about 300 million people in the United States. Think about that. That doesn't include fish by the trillions or lobsters or any of those things. Here's a mother cow running after her baby after they took the baby from her. Now, if the baby's a girl, she'll be impregnated by the time she's about four years old or three years old even. No, actually, it's 24 months that she gets impregnated. Why does she have to be impregnated? To give us milk. She has to be pregnant in order to give us milk. And the mother is screaming for her baby for weeks. It is just not right. And the little boy babies go off to be in veal cages. They don't want them to move. They, don't, they chain them up tight to the cage. They don't get to suckle their mama. And they get an unnatural diet. And they can't move. Why do they can't move? They want the meat to be tender and white. And they don't allow them in the sun very much because we want the white meat. And when they get in the sun, it tends to turn dark. This is a horrible life. And this is a free range. Free range means they can open the shed doors for an hour and shut it again. They have been overfed, so they're so fattened, they can hardly stand up. And their, their beaks have been cut off as babies and their noses. It's like cutting your nose off. I mean, it, so they can't hurt each other as much in the free range place. This is what a 44 year old day chicken looks like before she goes to be your chicken dinner. This is what she looks like. These are the egg chickens. When they have the eggs are done, they do this thing called um, ventilation shutdown to kill them. They just, um, when they're done with them, they just remove all the air and they put in carbon dioxide poisoning too. That's your egg chicken. The little boy chickens born to mother chickens are immediately killed because there's no money in them. They don't grow big enough for meat and they don't produce eggs. So we just macerate them in a big machine or we suffocate them in plastic bags. That's what we do little baby boys, all because they're born a boy. Of course, the girls don't have it much better. There's your leg of lamb. 
fish feel pain. A lot of people think people, I only eat fish, Linda. I'm vegan, but I only eat fish. Oh my goodness. Fish feel pain just like your dog does or you do. And if you want to know more, read Jonathan, Dr. Jonathan Balcombe, what fish know. Okay. And then having a fish hook in the fish cheek is like us having one in our cheek, but we would be pulled underwater. This is the way we should be with our, with our animals and our children. Instead of teaching them that animals mean nothing and that they're just something to eat, we should be showing children how to love them and care for them. This is what we need in our country and around the world. We need every one of us to take children to farm sanctuaries to visit the animals. We need this kind of love and compassion. We need to view animals as someone and not something. And this is the key because we can all do that. We can all make a choice and we can help each other waken up, wake up to what we need to do. And next, I want to introduce you to my dear friend, Mary. I can shut the slide down now. Let's see. How do I shut the slide down? Oh, there we are. Okay. I would love you to meet my friend, Mary. She's amazing. She's She has an economics degree. She has a Bachelor of Science nursing degree. And she is amazing food for life instructor like me. We're both food for life instructors. And she has written a wonderful book as why I love bacon, but I love me more. <laughs> Show book, Mary, yes. And it is so well written and you will find out all kinds of things I didn't even know about why we have to stop eating animals. Mary, what happened to you? How did you get started and what happened to you? Linda, it, number one, it is such a privilege to be here and to share this platform with you. Your last presentation was so powerful, what you just covered. So often, I just want to say that we gloss over that and they go, well, that's just not part of my eating. Well, that's not part of my truth. And so I just want to, I want to rest on what you just showed because it was so powerful. Um, and this is how animals are treated before we eat them. They are so diseased. They're so full of toxic hormones. They've had a tortured, horrific life. Then they die. Then we get to eat these creatures. There's just something where we miss that because we're not, we're not informed of that information at all. So one of my favorite quotes, I'm just going to segue on to what you just covered. You just showed us the truth. What is truth? What does that mean? Truth is not what I believe. Truth is fact. I may not believe it. I may not know it. That does not change it. It is waiting to be discovered and believed. Truth does not depend on the changing opinions of men. It was truth before it was believed, and it will remain truth whether it is believed or not. So I just, I just wanted to segue that onto your incredible presentation. And um, there's another piece of information I want to share. So we, we ran a surgery center. I was in healthcare industry for 25 years. My husband's a gastroenterologist. He had seen 50,000 people and counting. He still works full time for the VA hospital. And over the years, we've really noticed that the health of Americans has gone down. So this one, you know, just piece of information I wanted to share with you, because it was enough 
to change my my mind as far as eating animal products. So the just like you had covered, in the US population is 330 million Americans. 200 million are overweight. 200 million are overweight because of the standard American diet. And they have fatty liver. I had a fatty liver. I had I was on the standard American diet for most of my life. Now, 10% of these people uh, on the standard American diet will develop fatty liver disease with inflammation. So what happens is the liver's main function is to clean the blood. It's constantly trying to remove these animal toxins from the blood. And over time, the liver gets full of these deposits. 10% of this population, we're talking about 2 million Americans, will, will develop cirrhosis and liver cancer just due to the food alone we eat. This does not include alcohol or drug. We're talking about people that have never drinking alcohol, that have never tried drugs, but they're on the standard American diet. So in the next 10 years, there will be a need for 2 million liver transplants just due to the food we eat. Now, one of the scary statistics, if we take this one step further, is worldwide, there is a 9% increase per year due to liver cancer and the need for a liver transplant. So on to your message, animal products are killing humans. And this was one statistic I no longer wanted to be a part of. I thought, you know what? I, I want my life to be part of the solution. I wanna live a life that's also part of the solution. So for 12 years, I suffered from a condition that's extremely common um, in the United States called metabolic syndrome. And what metabolic syndrome is, high blood cholesterol, high blood glucose, high blood pressure. And essentially I was, I was overweight and I had fatty liver. I had big deposits, big top deposits in my liver. My liver was no longer successful at cleaning out my blood from all these animal products. You know, the scariest part, Linda, about this disorder was I had clinical depression. I, I was so depressed and I knew my lifespan was shrinking. I knew I was going to die young because I couldn't get a hold of my life. So, I, you know, three small kids were running a surgery center and I wake up in the middle of the night with constant palpitations and terrible fear. So in less than 90 days, accidentally discovering the plant-based diet, I was completely healed of all these conditions. Wow. Including depression. So I want to, I want to fast forward uh, one year later. I'm in my home in Santa Rosa, I'm less than a mile from Dr. John McDougall. Wake up, everything's on fire. I mean, there was no way out of my home. It was the biggest California fire at the time, 27 in 2017. And there was there was two things that came to me both during this acute time where I thought, I can't leave my house, I'm surrounded by fire, I might die. And the other one was suffering from metabolic syndrome for 12 years and going, I'm gonna die. And so a couple things came to me both during these two times, which is I had been left behind. My husband cared, my children cared, but nobody could help me. So physicians put me on more and more medications. Um, I got sicker and sicker and fatter and fatter. Um, and, and there was, when I was in, inside 
the house while I was burning down. Nobody was there to rescue me. I was alone. Mm. And, and what I realized in both these situations, I had to believe, I had to believe the truth and I had to believe in a solution. And I had to believe that there was a way out. And, and um, it, it was very exciting to just have that, you know, have that understanding and to really decide this is, you know, the life that I want to live. And one of the things that had come to me, you know, during this time where is that the truth was I was overweight and I needed to take care of that. And I, and I want to ask, you know, listeners, I want to ask listeners, has there ever been a time in your life where you were completely overwhelmed by a problem or a solution and, and you, you couldn't figure it out, uh, but, but you wanted to figure it out. And as I, as I came, you know, more and more into realizing what truth is and, and understanding truth, you know, I started pressing into that. You know, another question I'd like to ask is we all remember a time when life was wonderful and we were at the top of our game and we felt like a million bucks. And I feel like we deserve that, is that we don't need to be suffering, we don't need to be in pain, but we need to really ask ourselves, what is the cost of feeling like a million bucks? And where does that start with? I just wanted to share that, share that message with you. Oh, Mary, that is, I never knew about the fatty liver uh, at all. I didn't, I mean, I knew a little bit about it, from your diet, but I didn't realize that so many people are in such harm's way and they don't even know it. I mean, they had no idea. I had no idea. I had, I must have had it too, because I yeah. ate it that way for 44 years. And wow. it was just shocking to me that I didn't know that. But um, so did your life change pretty quickly after you changed your food, though? I mean, it wasn't like six months, it was sooner. Yes, it, it, it was it was 90 days when I made the no salt, no oil, no sugar, and, and it was all plant based. So I, I was very, you know, and this was one of my last ditch efforts was going to the True North Clinic. And I was only there for four days. I thought, OK, I'm going to try out this center and I'm going to see what they have to offer. You know, I had tried everything. I'd gone to India. I'd studied Ayurvedic medicine. I studied yoga. And I thought I really need to find out what really supports a happy, healthy body. So in four days of eating food at the True North Clinic, my blood pressure went from 110, it was actually 170 over 110, mm. and it was 110 over 70 in just four days of giving oh, up salt. Wow. Yeah. So that was one change. And then, you know, the heart rate came down, um, you know, and then over time, my blood glucose, I was pre-diabetic. And so my blood glucose came down at a resting rate of 70, which was, was fantastic. And then my, my total cholesterol was 200 and that came down to 130. And so I thought, wow, there's really something to this. And I, I, I still couldn't believe, I couldn't quite wrap my head around that this, this was how easy the, the solution was. So I had taken like you, I had taken all the classes in the whole food plant nutrition. And then I also started a class called Truth in Food, The Blood Knows. So we, we started putting people, we, we took classes, we took participants, we would do their blood work, simple blood work, 
and 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 they would they would be able to see a um a, a view of what their blood values were. Two weeks later, we challenged them to a a food change, which is I call it rice, beans, and vegetables. And then we retested their values again: total cholesterol, triglycerides, blood pressure. The BMI and the weight doesn't change in two weeks, but it absolutely changes in in ninety days. So it was, it was very exciting to suddenly realize I could live such a better, happier life, anxiety free, and also be part of the solution and not be part of be part of the problem. And when did you become a food for life instructor? That was the year 2019. So when our house burned down, um, it was extremely dramatic. It was a, a tremendous loss. We had moved seven times. Um, oh. we, we lived in, I think I lived in someone's backyard. I lived in a hotel for for, uh, for several weeks. Yeah. I, we lived in an Airbnb. Uh, we lived in an apartment. And uh, so we moved seven times. And uh, moved to Reno. And then I thought I had collected so much information in such a short period of time that I thought I'm going to put all this information into a book. So my book, I'm going to bring back up here. Yeah. My book also outlines the class. It also outlines the information on protein, carbohydrates, fats, processed foods. And then part of my change and part of my shift, Linda, was renaming my food. So now suddenly I wasn't okay with eating chicken because my nickname for chicken was cyanide. I mean, who ever wants to taste or try out cyanide? You know, who, whoever wants to go up to a rattlesnake and touch it and see if it's gonna bite it and see what that, you know, that feels like. You know, as humans, intuitively, we do not like to be harmed. We do not like to be to be injured. And so I, I really started pressing into, well, why did I agree to be injured my whole life by my diet? You know, and who fooled me? I mean, who was tricking me and who was pulling me into this, mm -hmm. you know, absolute rabbit hole nightmare of a life when I had so much to, to live for? And I think Dr. John McDougall said it best, is he said, the people that are really financially making money off of suffering humans is the meat and the dairy industry, is the FDA, and um, you know the, also the pharmaceutical industry and the healthcare industry. There's a lot of industries making a lot of money, including all the supplements that are out there. That's, and, why, and we, what, that's yeah. why we have to change our institutions um, because if we don't, it's gonna keep going. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And, 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 and you're fabulous, I wanna mention this again if I can, Go sustainable live. I I was there for the whole six hours. That was spectacular. That was really uh, really moving. And they brought a lot of new ideas up, um, or at least new concepts, where there's more and more insight coming into why are people not making the change? Exactly. But what Dr. John McDougall says, he goes, they're all suffering. You know, there's only two percent that are still whole food, plant based. Just two percent. So when we think about what we're really going against the grain, and then let me ask you, Linda, don't you ever just get overwhelmed with disappointment and frustration? And, and how do you continue to preserve your health and your wellness and your happiness? Well, I do that by doing programs like this, by teaching food for life like you do, 
because when you know you're working towards our goal of awakening everybody to the wonderful tasting food that we can make out from plants, then, then they don't miss all the animal products anymore. The only reason people eat animal products is because we put plant sauces on it and salt and pepper and all these sauces. Because if you told somebody to take a pig and slice it and take give them a piece of pig, they wouldn't be able to eat it. First of all, they wouldn't want to see anything happen to the pig if they saw it. Right. And then if you were walking by um, a farm and you had you were just taking a hike or something and you hadn't had lunch yet and you thought oh god there's a cow over there i'm gonna jump the fence and start eating it i'm gonna jump right in with my teeth my big carnivore teeth <laughs> and i'm gonna eat that cow so i jump over the fence all hungry and everything salivating because i'm hungry and i bite into the cow no i can't do that i want to pet the cow yeah. Hi, baby. How are you doing? <laughs> I don't want to eat the cow. So that's why people, the, one of the biggest problems, and I found out this from the book called Every 12 Seconds. I recommend this book for everyone because the reason we don't think of cows that way is because of the distance away, way they, they are. They All are the middle steps have been hidden from us. They're, it's completely hidden. The entire billion dollars billion and they're protected billions of animals are behind the walls you don't see it and you don't hear about it all the you government's protecting them yes on a carton of milk there's nothing happy about the dairy industry right and so when it's concealed like that is why it keeps going and the reason i can keep going and i know you do too is because we teach the food for life classes and we talk about it with everybody we can. And you wrote a book even to get that message out. And then we have the We Did It Health campaign yeah. to get people yeah. on board and wake up and become ambassadors for the same movement. Then um, then it gives me hope. Yeah. Otherwise, I would just give up. I'd say we humans don't deserve to live. We don't deserve to be here because we're the only species that is hurting the whole earth, that is hurting the animals. I yeah. mean, we are the ones doing it. Yes, there's the burning machine where we have the oil and the gas and all that, we're hurting our environment. But even worse is the killing machine. Yeah. Behind yeah. closed doors and no one can see it. And you so know, Linda, I wanna, I wanna add to your points as, is when I was listening to your Go Sustainable Live, um, Glenn Merzer and Dr. Shalish, uh, Shalesh Rao brought up similar points. And what Dr. What Glenn Merzer said was, it's our current culture that's the culprit. Is that the people that are in control of healthcare industry, the physicians that are coming out of medical schools, were all based on our past traditions, our past generations. Mm -hmm what we've always been told to eat, what our grandparents say. So that really helped me. He says, no, there is not a conspiracy to kill Americans. As, as we know, in 2014, you know, the age of Americans is coming down, is that is Americans are dying sooner, a sicker, longer death. Now, another thing that Dr. Selesh Rao brought up, which I appreciated, again, because it's like, well, what is the problem? He said our current model is capitalism, which is based on 
selfish, greed, and apathy. Yep. And so greed is about, it's constantly overselling, overselling, overselling products that we don't need. It's just one of the wonderful things about the pandemic is we had a rest from this constant buying, running machine where people had time to sit back and think, what choices and decisions are you making? He also talked about people being selfish and apathetic. I want to go one step further, Linda. Is humans intuitively and naturally are not this way. We are caring and compassionate. That is our nature. And so apathy, and I've seen that a lot. I've seen that a lot with getting people to come to classes and trying to keep people to come out. And often what I hear is women in particular are overwhelmed. They have so much going on that sure, they look and act apathetic, but, but it's because they're literally trying to make ends meet for their family. They're overweight, they don't feel good, they have brain fog, they're not thinking clearly, there is no free time. And when you're sick, you're spending a lot of energy and effort being sick. There's, there's tremendous loss with that. And I really had to address that relationship with the emotional cost of not feeling well. Absolutely. And, yeah. No, those, that, those are very good points. Um, I Like Dr. McDougall said on Go Sustainable Live uh, conference we have, he said, um, I asked him, I said, why is it my doctor can't find out this information or care about it? You'd think they'd have some interest being in the medical field, even though they didn't get nutrition in school. They didn't get that in their training. Um, but you'd think they'd be a little bit concerned about the Hippocratic oath of do no harm and maybe wonder like you did of why people are getting so sick even despite the surgery the the pills everything going on and he said it's money it's all about money they they get paid from the drug companies to push the drugs yeah, yeah. and they and they literally do think that they might help and sometimes we do need drugs Although, uh, like Dr. Frank Sabatino once said, he had five kids and they're all adults now and they've never been to a doctor and they've never had an antibiotic. Not wow. one. Wow. So, you know, yeah. the people who find out early and the children who are raised this way do really well and they don't grow up to be overweight, fat and sick. Right. That's simple. Overweight, yes. fat and sick. That's what we are. That's what I was. That's what you were. And I had to be 44 before I found out that I didn't have to be fat and sick. Yeah. I was a full-time aerobic instructor teaching 25 classes a week and I was 50 pounds overweight. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I want to go back to what you said about Dr. John McDougall, because he made a point of bringing this up over and over and over again, is that he called it the mirror.org. So that's M. E E R.org. He goes, it is full of resources. And he goes, really, our food choices are now surpassed by how bad the environment is. And for he, Dr. John McDougall saved my life, especially the book, The Start Solution. And it was really amazing to hear him say, the environment is now suffering more because of the way we raise cattle and, and, you know, pigs and the husbandry of animal products that it's destroying the earth. One of the things that Dr. Richard Openlander brought up was there are 8 billion humans on earth. Mm -hmm. There are 80 
billion cows and most of the farming goes to feed the cows and 80% of antibiotics go to animals, not humans. And yeah. if we were to convert all that farming land to humans, you know, there'd be no starvation in the world. There, you know, less suffering, you know, less diseases. So yeah, well, this, this is an old model. Capitalism is an old model that has to go. And yeah. Well, that is so true. Our, we have to change our system. That's why I love Dr. Salish Rao. He's actually trying to do system changes. He's a systems engineer, and he is actually doing things like community kitchens where you feed people. And he's also started like whole vegan universities. Yeah. yeah. So it's one man. Yes. And, yeah. um, so if one man can do that, we can help him. Yeah. And, and, you know, the question we all get asked when we, when they find out we're vegan is where do you get your protein? <laughs> oh my God, every day. Same place I, a horse does. Same place an, or an yeah. elephant does. I just have a, I have a much better menu of choices. <laughs> and then they say, oh no. I, and I say, well, I eat potatoes and I get all the protein I need. And they say, oh, I can't have carbs. Carbs are our energy. They are the reason I'm 78 and can teach aerobics and have muscles. I got muscles, baby. Yeah, because you eat carbs. I want to bring up while we're talking about carbs and including protein is that our liver, this incredible, incredible organ that we have, when, when protein comes into our body, plant proteins, they're broken down to amino acids, okay? Mm -hmm. If we take in too many amino acids, plant amino acids, they're stored in the liver. So the liver is our library of proteins. Our liver alone produces thousands of proteins per minute just for you. And it has a whole collection. So it might put together four amino acids. It might put together 44 amino acids. But it puts together for you, Linda, custom-made thousands of proteins per day, per hour, per minute, wow. just for you. And yeah. when, when Dr. John really pointed that out, I was like, oh, I'm off the hook. I don't have to worry about mixing and matching. And there's no such thing as incomplete proteins. These amino acids are stored and they wait. And you know what? The only way you can be amino acid deficient is if you're eating under 400 calories a day, that would be famine, starvation, or anorexia, choosing not to eat. So if you're eating, you cannot be deficient exactly. in protein. So and I tell people, um, I said, well, let me see. Have you ever had kwashia core? And they go, what? I said, yeah, kwashia core is a deficiency of protein in your diet. And they go, I never heard of it. Well, it's because it only it happens in countries where they have no food to eat. You have to have a lack of food to get a protein deficiency. Yeah. We have all the protein, as you said, Mary, all the protein we need from plants. How yeah. else can I be this old and feel this good and be this strong? Yeah. Eating just plants yeah. for 34 years. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I want to bring up another point regarding, you know, the stomach and the food. And I know Chef AJ really points this out in her book. And I found it also very, very helpful is that the stomach the size of the stomach is about a half a gallon. So that's about the size of the human stomach, stomach, given or take if you're a teeny tiny person or someone over six foot two. So when, when I'm consuming my food, I have my, my beans, 
I have my grains and I have my vegetables and I have my beautiful green salad and my fresh fruit. I can only consume a half a gallon. That half a gallon always typically turns out to be about 400 calories if I'm not soaking it in salt, oil, and sugar. So now <laughs> let's suppose I decide to eat oil or stick of butter or cheese or filet mignon. And it's like, well, I'm just going to have a tiny bit. I'm just going to have a little bit. We're not engineered to have a little bit. We're engineered to fill up the stomach with the fiber, high in fiber. So as it goes through our digestive tract and our large colon, it's a washcloth on the inside, scrubbing down, grabbing up all the excess hormones and toxins out of the body, which is fantastic. So I was always like very excited about that. If you were to take your, your, you know, your stomach and just no one's looking. So you're consuming and filling it up with just the, you know, a heavy standard American diet. That's 4,000 calories. So it's 400 calories versus 4,000 calories. So I do find tremendous hope in that if I'm paying attention, if I'm not taking in salt, oil, and sugar, and I'm having, I typically have two meals a day and they're incredible, I will not be gaining weight. Even though as a woman, especially as an older woman, is that it's a big deal for women. Even women on a plant-based diet, we're not paying attention to our activity level, we're going to gain weight. Exactly. So when you, I want to ask you a question. When you first became plant-based, can you show me or tell me the process of going from a full-on standard American diet to a full-on whole food plant-based diet? What did that look like? It wasn't very good at first. <laughs> at first, I found out what I should do, but um, somehow I thought it was such a big switch. I thought this is way too much. Um, I will be, I'll be plant-based, but I was still addicted to the processed food of yeah. the plant-based world. And I mean, vegan hot dogs. Um, now I did the ones without oil mostly, except once in a while, I couldn't resist the two glasses of wine with my four bags of French fries. <laughs> You know, and so it took me a lot longer, slower to lose the weight. I was still losing weight, believe it or not, because I had wow. switched from animal to plant. But it was processed food and it was unhealthy food, too. It wasn't as unhealthy as the animal food. It wasn't hurting animals, but it was hurting me and I couldn't yeah. get completely well. My cholesterol slowly came down, but not enough. My high blood sugar came down, but not enough. So it wasn't until I gave all that up and I did, when I gave all of it up, it wasn't completely all because I was still eating salt and sugar. I mm. gave up the oil, but not the salt yeah. and sugar. But then meeting AJ and everything, that kind of switched over completely. I just went with AJ and, and that's when I started to feel my very best and mm. kept all the weight off because I kept creeping my weight up eating the vegan cashew ice cream yeah yeah oil, totally. oil free mind you right 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 so much of that and we used to just go okay we were going to go just to that store but we have to swing by my very dear friend's ice cream store gelato ice cream mocha fudge <laughs> cashew based ice cream i want to help her business right right, right. let's grow yeah, I know when Girl Scout cookies come my way, I just give them 20 bucks and run. I go, you keep them. But I, you want to support them, but you can't stand what they're promoting. 
And it's like, okay, love you guys. Here's twenty dollars. Oh, I do love what the they're cookies. promoting. I do love what they're promoting because they're getting all those people off of the cow milk and the goat milk and the cheese. So that I do love that part. Good. You know, they, they're, they're doing a huge service for the animals. Yeah. And yeah. so I love that part. Yeah. And your friend, she has a fully vegan ice cream store. Yeah, it's a gelato ice cream called Conscious Creamery. In Sacramento. In Sacramento. Wow. That yeah, and I tell me about those transition foods. I mean, a lot of people, you know, I know when I first started, it, it was like the the most creative I could be was I'm gonna go to Subway and I'm gonna stuff it with spinach and onions and you know, pepperoncinis and vinegar and mustard and and I'm just going to eat that because I just can't figure it out. I All I knew was I had to be full. And the other thing was Mexican restaurants. I went to a lot of Mexican restaurants, even though quite often they're known to have maybe use, you know, chicken broth for their rice or some of the animal products for their beans. And But I thought this is the best I can do. I can yeah. go out to eat and get a baked potato, cover it in marinara sauce. And and put steamed broccoli on that and and cut it up like a steak. I would cut the potato yeah. up like a steak, but I would not have the the baked potato bar show up. Sour cream, butter, and bacon bits on it. So well, you know, all of our fast food places like um, chicken. What's it called? Chicken one. Um, you know the chicken. It's a fast food place. Um, yeah, is it Chick Fil A? No, I forgot. Anyway, yeah. I never went there. I never went to any of the fast. I never went to Subway. I never went to yeah. Good for you or any of those. Those didn't appeal to me for some reason, but I did buy the stuff at Whole Foods that was processed, okay. you know, like the vegan hot dogs and the vegan cheeses, the ones without oil. <laughs> uh, but I bought those and they all had salt and sugar too in them. Yeah. So. That took a while to get over, but once I did, that's when I kept the weight off. That's when I feel great. That's when my heart disease got so much better. Everything works now. And, and you're very active. You're incredibly active. Oh yeah. No, I, I teach aerobics and I, I do all kinds of stuff. So I'm, I have yeah. no problem with my energy level. Um, yeah. I have, I really, I just have so much energy every day. And to feel this good, this old, I'll be 79 oh in February. Yeah. If, that's what everybody should feel like. I, exactly. I married. Everybody I deserves this. I would have been dead 34 years ago. Yeah, that's With right. my cancer I had and everything, I would have been dead. Absolutely. So I'm here only because of Dr. John McDougall. Yes. And, and you, but, but not only that, you received the message. You were willing to take a risk and to make that change and make that transition. So I, I, I just wanted to bring up one more, one more um, quote, which I, which I really enjoy quite a bit, which is when people put together the right information at the right time and think for themselves, they will make wise choices to thrive, survive, and simultaneously build resilience. So it's time for all of us to take control of our future. Now, another thing, too, is like bringing up the whole thing with I, I love what Dr. Selesh Rao's message was, which is, that, you know, even with knowing as much as you do, how do you press into self-care and, and self-preservation when sometimes it feels like there's a lot of backlash going on with becoming vegan and so much 
misinformation where people, you know, when the truth comes out, it's laughed at first, it's violently opposed. And then people are like, oh yeah, oh, I should have always known that. So, so what is your take on just preserving and protecting yourself and your happiness moving forward, knowing how slow the movement is? One is to be connected to the food for life community, my friends like you. And also I started the Sacramento Vegan Society to be kind of a social group where we could meet. So people with the same feelings as you and I, or even close to them or trying to, we can meet and we can be social and we can support each other because we need support. And joining the We Did It Health campaign helps wow. with the same way. We have our own community there. Um, and then we have, um, I do it also myself personally. People tell me, oh, I could never go see a pig vigil. I couldn't see it. It's too harmful to me. And I say, it helps me because I feel like I'm documenting something I can show the world. Yeah. Fact, um, when I was... Um, see about 10 years ago i decided i better really show people what's going on so i took 22 people in a big van and i put a big logo across the side that said compassion tour animal compassion tour and it had a picture of me with a cow kissing me as the logo and i was going to take these 22 people up and down california visiting dairy farms meat farms beef farms chicken farms well, we went to the dairy first and we got some really terrible pictures of the mother cows trying to push off the, the big metal clamps on their very swollen mess. Mm, all right. Swollen and yeah, infected. Swollen. They, they were in pain and they were trying to push off. They have to be milked two or three times a day like that um, and be impregnated forcibly with a metal rod over and over again to stay pregnant mm -hmm. every year. So we had pictures, really good ones of that, videos. And then we went on to the Harris Beef Ranch in California. And that's where we got into trouble. Even though I took the sign off the side, what I would tell the farms was we're foodies and we're showing people where our food comes from. And uh, <laughs> they suspected something or maybe they heard it from the dairy farm, I don't know. But um, they arrested two of us. Mm -hmm. um they thought the linda the other linda was me <laughs> i didn't get arrested she wow. did wow and that wasn't good for her at the time she was applying for a new job <laughs> anyway um so there's a lot of protection and like you said it comes back to greed and money and selfishness and oh yeah well they we need to survive they knew something was up so yeah and they and they had these massive protections against drive yeah. up to the front to ask if we could go in Yes. That's all. And they didn't believe me. Yes. So anyway, um, the sad news after that is though, um, my husband passed away a, a short time after that. Wow. So I, the movie went bye-bye, but anyway, yeah. it was, yeah. um, it, I was trying that way to show the world, to wake up the world and yeah. doing things like that, being active and trying to show people what's really going on is what keeps me going actually yeah. now i do cry every day because and i think that's how even today that the animal industry is hurting me is because i can't stop thinking about them i told um, a lady i met from the uk that 
I want to stand on the roof top here at my home and I'm going to start screaming. I said, everybody wake up. This is what's happening. I want to tell the world. I want to get on TV about it. I want to scream it. But I don't think I just want to add three more points because I love what you're saying. But when, and I listened to the Go Sustainable Live and Dr. Selesh last points were show up in generosity, show up with compassion, understanding, and love. And I love his idea. He said, just start feeding people. And it was sort of like such a, well, that's not capitalism. I have to be paid to feed people. And that was, I thought, wow, that was so fascinating to me to go, what if I went to one of those big trade, you know, places and I brought like my six instant pots of beans and rice and stewed, you know, fruit and berries on it, just fed people and handed out a brochure on animal cruelty, save the environment and save yourself. If you change your mind, you change your food, you change your life. So right, spot on, Mary, spot on. I agree with you completely. And we can all do this together. Yes. We can all work on this together. And we're That's all connected. We have all. our connections here where we can be a force. And yes. that's what makes me feel so good about it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm loving listen to, listening to you all. And I want to recognize um, Kathy for watching. Um, I wanted to put some of her comments up here. And now I'm not seeing you, Mary. Can you move over? Oh, sure. The, Let me see what you have. Mary, this way. Right. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure. I thought, is it just me? Okay, good. <laughs> the blood knows. Love it. it. It reminds me of Dr. Clapper's quote, your body is never not looking. That's amen to that, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. 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 Yes. And then we've got Kenneth and um, he is in Kenya. So, I mean, I love to think, you know, when Linda was talking about, I mean, you asked Linda how, how she copes basically. And, you know, yeah. thinking about, you know, how I cope is how I think about you all. And Linda's out there working so hard. Yeah. And then we've got Kenneth over here in Kenya and Mary, you're doing your part in Reno. Reno. <laughs> yeah. Close to Lake Tahoe. Yeah. We moved right. up here because we just love nature and we love Lake Tahoe and, and uh, it, we, it was time to leave California. When our house burned down, it was just time to go. And and we were we were open hearted and we were ready for the challenge and we're very happy up here. So still nicely connected to California. We're just over the border. So it's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is I mean, it's it really inspires me to think about you all every day. Like if I'm feeling sad, then I think about you all and everything that you're doing and every all of us coming together. That's when we make a difference. And that's what I love about we did it and and, and other organizations like that that are pulling together. So we really want, if you're watching us here, then come together, come to We Did It so we can support you and you can support, you know, we vice versa. We really, that that's when we're powerful, right? And and let's stop the infighting. You know, yeah, I love yeah. the way that, that you all have been working to really create these healing communities. Yes. Be healing forces. And I know it can be hard <laughs> to, to well, not. I like what you're doing too, Marikita, with all your interviews you do all the time. Yeah. They're amazing. And, and you're getting the word out there so quickly with them. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it's very important to me that we, that we come 
that we come together in peace and power, yeah. right? We're not beggars. We're not, you know, we're not demanding. No, we're presenting something that we believe in. It's 100%. the truth, right? Right, right. Yeah. And if you don't want to hear the message, that's not going to deter us. We're still going to be giving the message to people that are ready to listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're trying to find the pre-vegans of the world. <laughs> Right, and, and right. I do find having a sense of humor is is very very helpful, and having that sense of sometimes when people ask me, well, why are you vegan? I might have a different answer for a different person, and it's it's more or less setting that role model, setting that example of you know I've I've just enjoyed the best health of my life, and I've been so much a part of solutions, and you know my life is my clock's been reversed and i've never felt better in my life and i just want to be part of the solution yeah me too the um i think teaching aerobics i'm hoping that i'm being an example that you can be old and very <laughs> fit and powerful so um i'm hoping that just being a good example you know is is helpful to to, to spread our message too yeah. It's definitely helpful. My gosh. Yeah. And you wear your vegan shirts and people yeah. look at you, Linda, and they say, oh, my gosh. Well, right? yeah, I wear, I, not today, but usually I wear vegan something on my body so that pe people do. I find all the vegans in Sacramento because they go, I'm vegan. Oh, they find you. They find you. <laughs> yeah. I have the vegan blastered all over myself. Yeah. It's so active. They'll say, wow, okay, you're vegan. I said, yeah, are you? <laughs> and then we start the conversation. Nice. And, but I always bring the question right back to them so that I can start the conversation. And maybe yeah. they don't care, but they plan, I planted the seed. Yeah, that's right. So I'm hoping. Right. That's and more and more people are very curious. People are very, very curious because they know. Yeah. They go, you know what? What we're doing isn't working. And they know it, but yeah. they don't have the information to make the change. Yeah. It's always a conversation. It's wonderful. I'm also handing out little flyers sometimes of um, where to go. If you're really interested, I'll say, go to Forks Over Knives for recipes right away. They have great menu plans. So you know yeah. what to eat. Yeah. So yeah. because a lot of people go, they go, I don't know, salad? Am I going to eat salad? They think they're just going to eat salad. And they're going to be hungry. Yeah, going to be hungry. Yeah. I think they'll be hungry and not like the food at all. So I think giving them a resource helps yeah. them to try to make the transition if they're, if, if they're trying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're coming up on the end of the hour. I'd love for y'all to share where people can find you and, and your links, your websites, and, and definitely everybody that's watching, please let's all come together, reach out to these beautiful inspiration, these beautiful ladies that are such powerhouses, such great forces of information, and they're really changing the movement. So I encourage you Definitely reach out to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. me too, because I would love to connect. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Mine's vegan mentor at Gmail or my website by the same name. That's the best way to find me. Um, and also I have, I'm on uh, Instagram, Linda M. Vegan. And yeah. I'm on um, Alignable. Linda's yeah. everywhere. <laughs> it really is wonderful. She's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. My name. I mean, every day I, I open yeah. up Facebook and and yeah, she's yeah. she's really she's a social media powerhouse. Oh I have a very short website. It's called The Blood Challenge. www.thebloodchallenge.com. And it's got some pretty powerful videos on there 
again, talking about fatty liver disease and liver transplants and, and liver cancer and got short ones talking about this. This is the best decision you could ever make. And it's so worth it. So worth it. That's fantastic. And, and don't forget to buy her book. Yeah. I love bacon, but I love me more. I love that title. I love that title all about the metabolic syndrome. Yeah, we have right. all our heart disease and high cholesterol. And so many people I know are on medication. Yeah. I mean, they have to be because they're going to die if they don't. But so many people can get off the medication. They just yeah. change their diet. And Mary and I can help you. That's right. Face your fears. Do it. Do it. Yeah. That's right. Right. Well, Thank you, ladies, so much for this informative, uh, informative hour. Um, I'm very appreciative. And please, everyone, find us at WeDidIt.Health and be a part of this big movement to change the world with this whole food plant-based diet for our health, for the animals, for the planet, for world hunger. Let's all come together. I'm very honored to be here with you all. And everybody watching, thank you, everybody. Thank, thank you, you, everybody. Thanks. Namaste vegan. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. That was wonderful. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Thanks. Mm -hmm.